there's five fears that Brad and I learned about from a, a life coach we loved, which is there's a fear of success, fear of responsibility, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of failure. And pretty much every fear you have falls under one of those five. And if you can actually identify the fear, like literally go, I'm having a fear of success right now. Then a, it actually like takes, like literally goes like it just, the power is taken away from the fear. It can't guide you. And therefore you can get curious. You can explore. It can be the flashlight of where you need to work on things. And also what you actually care about, like what you care about. Right. And then you can go on the other side of this wall of fear is everything I've wanted. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Oh, Oh, we're recording. We are. It's going to be a bright. It's going to be a bright. Bright. Sunshiny day. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-hosts in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the eye-opening combo I had with Kelly Slattery and Marisa Polvino in our last episode about foster youth. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us. Or you can listen to Brad sing again. Oh yeah. Because I definitely did not leave enough time for them to edit that out. And that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so as we speak, Today is Mama Lisa's birthday. What? Happy birthday, Mama Lisa. Happy birthday, Mama Lisa. If you're wondering who that is. That's my mom. Oh, there we go. She goes by Mama Lisa (laughs) to everybody. Yeah. And it is her, I'm going to shout it out because whatever. It's her 60th birthday. That's a big deal. I know. This year we got her 60th, year 40th, my dad's 70th. I'm the freaking youngest one here. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Um, anyways. Those, those six months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, get planned on your birthday because I'm already planning mine. But um, anyways, <laughs> happy birthday, Mama Lisa. We love you. Happy birthday. Um, you too can wish her happy birthday. Um, I actually don't know her Instagram handle as we're speaking, but uh, I don't even know that she just does it. But she's on say, Instagram. I don't think I, I, she's Lisa Friesen. And, uh, she will love it. Uh, she'll love the shout outs. If you want to just actually want to do this, if you want to just screenshot this podcast and put happy birthday, mama Lisa and tag me the be it pod, I will send them to her. So let's just do that. Let's just do that. That um, sounds fun. Yeah. So we'll just, um, shower. Now her I'm on a mission. I'm going to find it. I know. Um, I think it has numbers in it. It's, you know, uh, okay. The other thing that's happening right now is that we're in the middle of the, Profitable Pilates in real life. Oh, yes. Retreat. It's happening all around oh, us. my God. This moment. Badassness. It's so freaking awesome. I think it's technically badassery. It is badassery. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm into it. So um, everyone arrived yesterday and we are in deep in workshops today. Oh, yeah. And you also, you too, can actually snag one of the last few spots left because we open up the doors for the next in real life business retreat. 
That's right. If you are feeling all the FOMO right now, A. Of course you are. You should be. B. (laughs) (laughs) Get yourself to the next retreat uh, that we are going to host here in Vegas um, uh, in the fall. Yeah, we're in the fall. Oh, my gosh. The weather in the fall. It's like the best days of summer wherever you are, minus humidity if you're from the South. And so- Y'all are welcome. We actually rent out Airbnbs for y'all. We take care of all of it. You just have to get yourself on a plane, get your booty here. Um, and we have self-care and all, and, uh, that is involved with all community and all the tactics that actually are what you need to grow your business. And, and, and I actually love that we're talking about this on this episode because it goes with some of my talking points and you'll, when we get to them, you'll hear why. But the reality is, is like, you cannot, like you can absorb all you want on a podcast. Thank you so much on, um, on social media, you can take all the courses, but there is something very specially unique about getting in person down and dirty into your business with other people doing the exact same thing. Brad and I have made sure we've done in-person business stuff. Um, gosh, since 2018 and it's yeah. changed our world. So anyways, profitableize.com slash retreats. Yeah. Go just just get all uh, the make, there. It, make the deposit and lock in your spot. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. wait. Cause uh, the last one filled up in literally a week. It sold out in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Oh my God. I'm freaking, I'm in love with my week right now. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Okay, so, babe, (laughs) you have a question? Yeah, okay. So I decided uh, to thank you for submitting your questions. Um, but I decided to push everybody else uh, uh, off a week because I, <laughs> I have a question for Leslie. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, this question comes from the convo that we had in the last episode uh, where we were uh, speaking with Kelly and uh, Marisa. And something I didn't know about you was that you have a big heart for foster youth and, um, you know, the foster care program, you have some experience with that. And when we were first talking with, um, the ladies, um, a couple months back, that was news to me. Oh, I know you had no idea. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you to share your story and your experience. So y'all we were, um, we were just having a call with Kelly. I didn't actually know we were going to have this call. We're on the road and Brad's like, we have a meeting with, you know, this company. And I was like, okay, I was actually not feeling super hot. And I was, we were even driving for a week at that point, And I hadn't showered quite a few days. So anyways, we get on the call and I'm really excited because once Kelly started talking, I freaking obviously, as you heard, fell in love with her and Marisa and their mission. And anyways, as you heard on the podcast, we were looking for a charity that uh, had to do with, you know, climate change and things like that for OPC. And I'm, I, I'm like super passionate about plastic yeah. waste. I can't deal with it. I it makes me it. like it frustrates me beyond. I, I, I can't understand how much plastic waste we create as a, a, a society. Yeah, that's it frustrates a lot of whistling me. there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Anyways, 
So we were on this mission and we were committed to it. And I hijacked it on this phone call. Okay. I hijacked the charitable organization at that moment because as we're talking with Kelly and Marisa and their mission on this planet and what they're doing with barely Canadian, I said, Oh, I'm obsessed with foster care. I'm I like, I'm really, truly like obsessed with it. And so, um, so what I did was I just said, we're, we're, we're going to donate this year's, um, OPC donations to one of your organizations. And Proud was like, what? And I, <laughs> I was like, well, I grew up with foster care, um, in my life. Um, uh, well, here's what happened. So growing up as a kid, I, um, my parents, my dad worked for the post office, everyone. So the, the funny joke growing up was I was, my father was the mailman because I guess like back in the eighties, the joke was like, if the baby didn't look like the dad, then it must've been the mailman. I don't know. Weird jokes anyways, but my dad was mailman and one of his, um, coworkers from, you know, like mail times, um, was this guy and his wife who had three girls when they were really young. And they had this huge property, huge, massive property. And they had this big house with all these spaces and their daughters were getting older and they like missed having young kids. And so they became foster parents. Mm. So we would go to their house because either their daughters would babysit us or we would go to their house and they had all these kids all the time, all the time. And like there was cribs with babies and there was kids of all ages. And I just grew up knowing about foster care and foster youth and like that these kids were there because either their parents were going through some hard times or like they really were careful to make sure that I treated these kids as like they are just part of the family. Yeah. Um, and my parents tried to be foster parents, but we didn't have an extra room for the foster kids. So we couldn't be foster parents. Gotcha. So my parents actually took in teenagers who were kicked out of their parents' house. Um, because oh, my, my parents did the same. Were they pregnant? Cause my mom. No, did that. no they, were ge- <laughs> they were, they were, they were usually guys. Oh yeah. yeah. No, ours, uh, were pregnant. And, um, I think each time when they got taken back home, cause their parents finally let them in, my mom was sad cause she loved the babies, but anyway, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, that's another story. So I, um, but what's funny is I grew up lining my dolls up and adopting them. I was never the mom. I would just adopt like, I just thought that's what you did. Like, this is a normal thing. Everyone adopts babies. And um, so anyways, I just have this passion for people who work with the foster care system because it is, look, fostering dogs has more like wins, support. more support. Yeah. And also like just more, there's just more out of it. Like when you foster kids it's actually like really freaking hard because there's so much trauma that comes from it. Kids are being, pa- they get bounced around yeah. and, um, it's just really like difficult. establishing the, trust is, is not impossible. I and mean, the people who are foster care parents, foster, yeah, whatever foster th- parents. Yeah. They, um, they themselves are a special unique person because they're less likely to be business owners or people who are working 40 hours a week and more like people who, have the ability and have the time. It's just, it's just hard. So anyways, here's the deal. What I saw was babies get adopted all the time. And when the kids are over five years old, they're not getting adopted. And I saw this with, as a child, because, you know, I would go over there and like the babies would disappear, but the older children didn't. 
And my parents' friends would actually ended up adopting several of these adult children and, um, that, that, that they were allowed to adopt. And so I just, like, I never was the person who was like, I'm going to like go and have kids in my life. But what I do see is are at least in this particular country that we currently li- live in the as we talked about in the episode last week the majority of the homeless population is because of foster care systems so these 18 year olds they they age out whether or not they're still in school or not can you just imagine like imagine how you were at 18 i just want to clarify i don't don't i don't know if majority is the right yeah, they said Work. over fifty percent. They said, they said over fifty percent. Yeah, Marie says very in on this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the fifty um, percent of the homeless is from the foster care system. We actually met a whole bunch of uh, uh, kids who lived in the park near where we lived in L.A. Yeah. Who now that I'm aware of this statistic, makes me wonder if they were also part of the foster system. Yeah, it's it's just like so it's a really sad thing because like. I don't even know how you fix the problem. So what all these different charities that are working with, you know, foster care and foster youth and helping out with adoptions, they're really trying to do the best they can to, to work within what the system is. So I am passionate about it because yes, we lived in LA with lots of homeless people and, um, they're homeless for a variety of reasons. And then I grew up with this. And so I, I just see like how how can we help the future adults in this world have love support and and possibility and if you grow up you know um Tiffany Haddish she also was in the foster care system and she has a charity where you actually give your used um uh suitcases to yeah. to foster kids because they move around so much and they, most of their clothes just get put in trash bags. And her whole idea is like, if you're close, if you are moving with a trash bag, then what else are you supposed to think about yourself? And like having a suitcase totally. makes you like, like that a is human. a human being. Yeah. And so anyways, like totally y'all, I teach Pilates. I teach business. If I didn't do any of this, I clearly, I have a thing for the kids in Cambodia and for the, and the youth here that may not see the light at the end of the tunnel. They may not see possibility that I was given. I was told if I work really hard, I can have whatever I wanted. Sure. But that's also because like, even when I was homeless, I wasn't homeless, you know, and these kids, if they're homeless, we're talking, they're homeless. And so I just, this is why I'm very passionate about it. I'm freaking obsessed with barely Canadian. I'm obsessed with echoes of hope and, and kids save and what they're doing. And, um, if, if, uh, if it watch out, <laughs> I, but if I end up getting involved too much, I may just be like, Oh, who else is teaching? <laughs> but anyways, this is my thing. And while we, um, currently are not fostering or adopting, um, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for us, but for right now, um, we'll take our our extra income and give it to those who can use it to help these kids. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for sharing that. Um, definitely. It's a long story. Sorry, everyone, but that's the question. <laughs> no, no, no apology needed. Not, not at all. Hey, yo, Brad here. I uh, wanted to tell you about the Profitable Pilates retreats that we have uh, in real life here in Las Vegas coming up uh, at the end of September into October. And we wanted to encourage you to jump on the wait list right now. You can do that at ProfitablePilates.com slash retreats. 
retreats is plural. And uh, let me tell you about it. Uh, we are so excited because in uh, just a few days, we're going to have a group here uh, in March with us. We got 25 people coming. We have an incredible week planned for them. Uh, and we're going to be doing this again, uh, like I said, in September. So we have uh, morning movement. Uh, everyone is uh, going to be staying uh, close to us and coming to our actual house to uh, where Leslie and I live here in Vegas. Uh, you're going to get to meet our dogs. You're going to get to see my cactus garden, which you know I'm so excited about. Uh, and what we're going to be covering uh, are we've got workshops lined up, digging into your uh, fitness business. Uh, we've got chances for you to actually pull out your pen and paper and do the work right there. Uh, we're going to be bringing in guest speakers. We're going to have lunch. We're going to have a mixer. Uh, we're going to have some fun time where we go into the arts district um, as a group and we hang out. We're going to have a family dinner. So Wednesday night starts uh, all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, part of the day on Sunday. We also have a, a photo shoot happening. Uh, so we're going to help prep your website so that you got a couple of great uh, photos to take home. Uh, shot by a professional photographer, our favorite photographer, uh, Monica Linda, who you hear about us talk about all the time. Uh, so anyway, get yourself on the wait list for the next one that's coming around. We are going to be opening up the doors for that sometime next week. And we wanted to encourage you uh, to participate. Uh, and we hope to meet you in person here in Las Vegas towards the end of the year. Now let's talk about Kelly Slattery and Marisa Polvino. Are they the coolest duo? Yeah, they're really, they're really fun. I can't wait. Also, Marisa posted um, some tennis shoes and she's like, yeah, these are up my alley. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, me too. So we are, it's amazing how like attracts like. So uh, a connector, a Canadian and a creator, Kelly Slattery is a former film producer, actor, singer, uh, singer, songwriter, uh, sorry, songwriter and singer, a foster care advocate with a heart for foster youth who are aging out of the system. Kelly founded Barely Canadian with her two foster kids. Barely Canadian is a social enterprise that donates 20% of proceeds to nonprofits that support foster youth. Yeah. And Marisa Polvino is a passionate film producer and founder of Straight Up Impact, a content agency that creates thought-provoking work works, including feature-length films, uh, to drive positive social change. Partnering with Barely Canadian, Marisa is also dedicated to showcasing the systemic issues in the foster care system. And uh, I think she even referenced it on the episode. She's working on a documentary about it right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the two women knew each other. And yeah, they've known each other for a long time. And, and, and Kelly said that she started it and, and Marisa was like, uh, I'm, I'm, why am I not involved? Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> and I, I, I hope that like you're inspired by that in your own way. But, um, I think it's so interesting because if you look at their bios, you might not even expect them to be doing this because like they're singer songwriters in the industry. Sure. And I, so I challenge you listening to this, like you, you don't have to like have gone a certain linear path that leads you down this road, like a road to doing something that you are passionate about. Like you didn't even know I was like <laughs> that I wanted to support this. And we found a way to, to weave it into the thing that we already are in existing and doing. And so I just love what they're doing. I love how they're using their connections, their, um, their skill sets. And, um, and the power of the community that they've already cultivated. And then they're learning along the way, like this inspiring AF. So yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I, if you go back and you look at barely Canadian, I thought it was really neat. 
um, to see her kids. Like, so they started it because they wanted to create an example for their two foster kids. And uh, she and her husband were talking about it. And they were like, what if we started a business that they could participate in to show them that we don't necessarily have it all together either. We're still learning, we're growing, we're figuring it out. And what a better way than to create something that they can get excited about and start to see actual impact uh, through the way that the company is growing and then working and donating and supporting these other organizations. Uh, so I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I really do love it. And I love their mission behind it. Cause obviously she is working on, she's adopted one and they're working on adopting the other. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. They're but both in their teens. What we didn't get to talk to about, which we'll bring them back for another episode is their fosterpreneur thing. And I share this with you because you all, if you're listening to this and you want to make an impact, like if you can help teach people, it's that whole cliche. Is it a cliche? Is it a meme? It's like, um, if you, you, if you teach a person to fish, then they can eat forever. Like the thing. Oh, you know what uh, I mean? um, um, what's the thing? Like the it's hold on. Give a fish versus teach them. To yeah. Fish. If you give them a fish, they eat for an evening. If you teach them a fish, they eat forever. So, um, it, people, they all can look it up anyways. Um, they know what I'm talking about. It, to be honest, it's been around. If you give a man a fish. You feed him for a day. Yeah. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. So I guess we'll call that a parable. I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. It's like Aesop's fables. So, um, so what I love about the fosterpreneur thing and, oh my gosh, if I, like when we're involved, watch out. Like, (laughs) I feel like I'm so excited about this because (laughs) what I do love about it is like, I can't only imagine if I knew how to run a business. 15 years ago, where I would be right. today at 15 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I don't yeah, know how old I'm their not, kids are, but yeah. yes. But if I, but when I was a teenager, I didn't even know you could work for yourself. I lived in a town where you work for other people sure, and you had to ask for a raise that was 25 cents an hour. And so I didn't know that you could actually work for yourself. And I love about this phosphorenewer thing is like, let's just say these these kids don't end up with parents, right? This program really does teach them how they can create their own business. And what, what Kelly is doing with her, with her kids is showing them this because you know what the other, the other side of the coin is like where the world is going is the more you, the, it's that people who have ideas that are going to lead this world, if you have ideas. And so I just love it so much. I'm, I'm so into it. So anyways, one of the other things that, uh, they said, Obviously I'm in love with them. They're my new best friends. Uh, is uh Kelly mentioned like learning as you go and learning with others. And I love this because perfect is boring. You don't have to have all of the I's done, the T's crossed before you hit go. Like you sometimes just like starting the engine, you're gonna get some ideas and you're gonna learn from your mistakes. And like it's better to do that than like wait until you know everything. Cause you're not going to know everything. There's all the way technology changes on a daily basis, the way that social media yeah. changes every freaking week, you know, it's like, get started. And then the learning with others is like being in community. Like she has Marisa and then they're, and they're working, we're collaborating. Well, I mean, together. it goes right back to the kids learning as you go and learning yeah. with others. Right. So she's learning and with her kids and setting an example for them. 
Well, and so it's an example that like, you don't have to have all the answers to get started. And I, gosh, can you imagine like, what if that was what you were told when you were a kid? What if that was like, (laughs) it's pretty powerful. I love it so much. What did you love that she said? Or they said, so this is our first duet. Yeah. So they, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. We, have All a, right. we have a threesome coming on. But. Oh, trouble, trouble. Uh, I really loved um, when Marisa was talking about uh, showing up for yourself and following your gut. And I thought that this fit in totally with, you know, be it till you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think actually, you know, what it made me what it made me think about was uh, my coach who told me, uh, Brad, you are using language that is non-committal and you're not even committing to yourself. Oh, who said that? Adrian said that. (gasps) (laughs) My coach. When is Adrian coming on the pod? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get him in, but he, Mm -hmm. you know, show up for yourself and follow your gut and the show up for yourself part really like struck a chord with me because, um, you know, what does showing up for yourself mean? It sounds good, Mm -hmm. but like, what does it mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I think that we make a commitment to our jobs. We make a commitment to our kids, our families, our whatever, that kind of stuff. But then like when it comes to making the commitment to, to Brad, to me, I'm just kind of like, well, it's all good, whatever. Like, I don't really need to get up and do my workout or I don't really need to, you know, whatever. Like I, I said, I'd eat healthy, but I'm only letting down myself. So it's all good, you know? And, and Adrian really challenged me on that because the lack of boundaries that I was setting for myself was actually spilling over into the rest of my life without me even realizing it. Oh yeah. Because you yeah. can't, you can, we all can feel like we can compartmentalize, but you actually can't you're no, the same well, person yeah. you're the same everywhere the same so so for me it was deadlines right i was like not really committing to a deadline and then that meant when with the team i was not holding the team to deadlines either and i didn't actually realize that I, that that was happening so anyway show up for yourself and follow your gut so the second half of that uh following your gut that's interesting you know um there's a lot of intuition there and there's a lot of like you know, being in tune with your, yourself, your body. Um, but we have these notions that just happen to us. Like, do I trust this person or do I not trust this person? And even though, you know, like we have the mental capacity to override our gut because of the way we think. Well, logical. Right. Yeah. That's not what you're supposed to do though. It's intuition. Yeah. And following your gut, it's uh we quoted this book already, The Gift of Fear. We quoted it like two episodes ago. Y'all freaking read the book. Logical I was I was gonna talk time. about I was gonna talk about our dogs. Oh, tell me about the dogs, how amazing they are at not being great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about how many times they've already barked in this episode. This along. episode specifically. <laughs> no, like I think that um it's a common, you know, preconception that, well, dogs know when a person's trustworthy or not. Mm-mm. No, they, that's like the, I, I would say that that's what most people would, would say. Right. Yeah. And I think that we also know when a person is trustworthy or not. We do this. So in the, in, so the guy who wrote the book, the gift of fear, he literally did an interview saying 
Your dog barked at that person because you don't trust that person. Right. So it's actually the dog reflecting you. Yeah. You just aren't in tune with you. No, because you are using yeah. logic to go, oh, if I don't get an elevator with this person, they're going to think that I'm being judgmental. No, you didn't like that person. There's something in you that was like, mm, this is not a good person. And now you're trying to like justify, like, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be a bad person. Get in a different elevator. Your dog doesn't like that you don't like that person. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. Anyway, I, I thought that these two things were, uh, <laughs> incredibly profound and she had just said them in one sentence, show up for yourself and follow your gut. And I was like, let's dig in. Let's dig in. And also like, I would love to know what that means for you. If you're listening to this, you can make your own personal definition of that. And I hope that you all do. Okay. Yeah. Be it action items. All right. So finally, let's talk about the be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from our convo? I uh, know. Because you were on the episode. With Kelly and Marisa. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't see me on the episode, don't worry. I was still there. But if you were listening to the episode, you did hear him. So yes. there you go. And if you were watching, you still heard him. You just watched someone else's face. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What did you like? What yeah. You so, you know, Kelly had a quote at the end that she attributed attributes to her dad. And I thought it was amazing. And he said, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. And I, I love this for, I think that there's like this, first off, I don't want to promote working like 80 hours a week kind of a thing. That's not what I that's not what this is. No but, quality over quantity, but. Yeah, I think there's an intention about moving forward and, you know, it, it allows you to be prepared for when uh, the iron is hot, right? And and when you are on your game and focused and really moving the ball forward and an opportunity comes across your plate. Well, isn't that what luck is? Right, you're, you're prepared. You're, you're ready for taking advantage of that. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, it becomes, you know, that's the luck kind yeah. of a thing. Opportunity meets preparation equals luck. And yeah. um, I love this quote by her dad. I don't know why I'm seeing like the scenes of like, you know, the the babe and like League of Their Own. But I am. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think it's like. I think a lot of people are waiting for the right opportunity to put in the work. And the reality is, is that like showing yes, up that's exactly and doing the best you can i will i will work hard when the right thing comes around when the right thing comes around well when this happens then i'll actually put the work in well when this happens then i'll do this well when right. this wow you're gonna wait for a freaking long time and yeah. what i can tell you is like we are very intentional we have goals we have a calendar we have a launch calendar we have all these things and yes Dates that get moved, things get shifted, new surprises come in, but I didn't even know that I was interested in foster care. There's divine opportunities that happen. But if you're just waiting until hmm, someone's going to call you, someone's going to suggest something, you're like, you'll be waiting for a long or, time. Or it's like, I think another thing, uh, we, we end up waiting for like the right time to do the thing, whatever the thing is, right? So start a business, start a family quit your job, 
You know Make what? a change, move, what? like all these things. There's never the right time. No, there is not. And what I'll tell you is every one of my friends who had a baby never got pregnant when they were expecting to. Sure. And they somehow figured it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I think I just really love that quote from her dad. Yeah. Kelly's dad. Thanks so much. Yeah. And, and again, I do agree. I, the, it's not that you're working 80 hours a week or a hundred hours a week. It's just that you, you put in legitimate effort towards what you want and, and, and it will, it will absolutely like luck will happen because opportunity means preparation and boom, you're in the intersection. Yeah. You don't want to be one block behind when that happens. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be honking that horn for yourself. <laughs> At yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about you? Don't let fear guide you. So mm. I think fear is like a flashlight. It is showing you actually like, Ooh, this scares you. And on the other side of this fear is like what you really want. And it's a place. It's like an opportunity to do some healing, some exploration, some curiosity around you, but it's not the guide because if it guides you, you're just going to stay in your comfort zone. But guess what? We've talked about this before. Your comfort zone gets smaller, actually gets smaller. Like you become like you become less okay with things, you know, because like that you were okay with before, because like momentum doesn't stop. The earth's inertia doesn't stop. So everything is expanding, expanding, expanding. And so what happens is because you're in this comfort zone, the world is expanding and you, yours is getting smaller because it's getting bigger. Well, even if yours is staying the same, it's actually getting smaller because the world is expanding. Thank you. Thank you for making that shorter and more concise. Um, (laughs) so anyways, I just, um, you know, there's five fears that Brad and I learned about from a, a life coach we loved, which is There's a fear of success, fear of responsibility, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear of failure. And pretty much every fear you have falls under one of those five. And if you can actually identify the fear, like literally go, I'm having a fear of success right now. Then a, it actually like takes, like literally goes like it just, the power is taken away from the fear. It can't guide you. And therefore you can get curious. You can explore. It can be the flashlight of where you need to work on things and also what you actually care about, like what you care about. Right. And then you can go on the other side of this wall of fear is everything I've wanted. So don't let it guide you because it's taking you away from what you want. Well, I, I, I was just looking that up. Um, uh, can you ha- go down those five again? Yeah, I think it's from Mike Goodman. I want to say it's Mike Goodman, Chris Goodman. We have notes on this. It's from 2019. Um, okay. Here they are. The five fears, five primal fears. The five fears are the fear of success, the fear of failure, the fear of responsibility, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of responsibility, fear of rejection, fear of rejection and fear of loss. Yep. Um, I, I really do think his name was Chris Goodman or Mike Goodman and sorry, (laughs) Mr. Goodman for getting your name (laughs) wrong. Oh, we're so grateful for you. Um, Maybe Ken Goodman. No, 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 no. no. Um, anyway, the what, I, I, I feel like um, what this made me think of. His name is Chris Goodman. Chris Goodman. It's Chris Goodman. Hello. It's not my fear. It's not my mind. It's the fear and the mind from Chris Goodman. Everyone is processing the thought and fear according to their framework is another quote from him. We need to have him on. Let's call him up. 
We're going to do it. Um, but you should ask yourself, do I have a fear of failure? Do I have a fear of success? Do I have a fear of responsibility? Do I have a fear of rejection? Do I have a fear of loss? If I do this next step, am I going to blank insert the fear? So Mm. if I do this, am I going to be afraid of what? And so that was like such an eye-opening thing because I had no idea at a fear of success. Like who does that? Who has a fear of success? Who has a fear? Me, this one right Mm. here. And so, um, so, but some people have a fear of responsibility. So figure out what your fears are. We'll get Chris on to explain this all to you because clearly um, it's not our information. <laughs> We're just being until we see it on the fear coaching thing. But um, I'm really, I just love it. Awesome. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so grateful that you're here. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Which fear do you have? How are Kelly and Marisa's story inspiring you to do something that you have no idea how it's going to work out? Let us know by sending a DM to the pod on Instagram and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, Make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. 
Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.